Welcome to Sustainably Influence, the podcast, hosted by me, Bianca Foley, and me, Charlotte Williams. In this podcast, we explore our efforts to making changes to our lifestyles as influencers to live a more eco-conscious lifestyle and hope that we can encourage you to make one small change. This isn't just a podcast for influencers. We want this to be a community of people who are trying to do their bit, where we can learn from one another and share our tips. So join in the conversation over on our Instagram page at Sustainably Influenced. Welcome back to Sustainably Influenced. Fashion rental is on the rise in the UK, with women all over the country renting luxury items rather than making what can sometimes be a rather sizable investment. With loads of sites popping up, we wanted to get to know a little bit more about one London-based service in particular and how they are trying to slow down the clock on fast fashion. Today we're joined by Georgie, founder of fashion rental service Retare. Georgie, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Hi guys, thank you so much for having me in here today. So I'm Georgie and I'm the co-founder of Retaro, which is a cult label fashion rental platform. And I've been working in fashion and trend forecasting for my whole career now, so about four years. And basically at my trend forecasting job, we worked really closely with brands, helping them to develop new products and move into new markets and basically just help them with anything to do with trend and consumer. It was really, really cool. And I got to work with some very exciting brands, but I started to realize that I wanted to be part of a fashion solution rather than contributing to the trend cycle. And that's when I started to think about different solutions we could offer and different ways people can consume fashion. Um, I didn't want to be part of the fashion problem. Um, Basically, I, I love fashion. I'm very frivolous and I'm very materialistic, but (laughs) I really wanted to find a way to experiment with fashion more mindfully. And I think that's where rental comes into play because you can still express yourself and experiment with trends and experiment with styles and discover new brands without having to purchase and create waste. Mm. And I think that's what really drew me to rental as a viable um, business model. Rotaro is a business-to-client e-commerce platform, as we discussed, and it means that the customer rents directly from yourselves, and so you hold all of the stock. It's different to other kind of rental services, I guess, where it's peer-to-peer or anything else like that this is completely different to anything yeah, I else hadn't I've seen noticed. anything like this and you mainly stock mid to high-end contemporary fashion brands how do you kind of go about choosing the pieces that you want to have available on the site so I try and choose pieces and brands that have a lot of personality because I think people want are more inclined to start engaging with rental if it's for those standout cool party pieces mm-hmm. and maybe they're the pieces that you don't want to wear four or five times or repeat outfit. Like we, we had a conversation off mic where we were talking about the cost per wear. Yeah. And mm. we were, it's, this is exactly it. I started renting out my pieces because I had pieces in my wardrobe that I wasn't wearing all the yeah. time and you don't want to wear the same dress to a wedding. I've got seven weddings this year. So I was seven. wearing, yes, I've been to one, I've got six to go. Oh my God. Um, I've got three and I thought that was a lot. <laughs> wow. like, weddings are a big thing because you want to look nice at the yeah. party, don't you? You want to, you're trying to impress, everybody's dressing up, 
But you don't necessarily want to spend £300, £500 on a dress that you yeah. may wear just the once. So this is where rental made sense to me for me to rent out pieces and for me to rent other people's pieces. Yeah. So it's nice to see that you've, you've chosen pieces that have personality because yeah. it's exactly as you said. It's the idea of repeating something that is the issue when it comes to, I guess, re-wearing your clothes and making the investment. I mean, that is a mindset that we are trying to change. Yeah. Eventually, is that whole once one-wear mindset, which hopefully further down the line we can get to. But this is an interim introduction to changing the way you're engaging with fashion. Um, I also love to stock smaller, more independent brands because mm-hmm. they usually have smaller runs, so it's less waste. Oh, um, and they can also... A lot of them has, have also started with sustainability in mind rather than having to retrospectively introduce sustainability into their business. Yeah, so much easier. Uh, so much easier. Um, I also am really drawn to brands from Copenhagen just because, I mean, I think they're doing such cool things. Yeah. Copenhagen is also one of the leading sustainable fashion weeks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard, but yeah. they announced at the Copenhagen Fashion Week that in three years' time, if the brands don't meet a certain standard of sustainability, then they can't show anymore. Yeah, so So good. that's incredible that they're leading the way there. Um, I also just love the colours and the styles that come out of the Scandinavian brands. Yeah, if we're do. in your... So just context here. We're in the showroom and there's so much colour. It's beautiful. It's so exciting just sitting here. We're in the middle of all the rails and it's gorgeous. Charlotte and I walked in and we were like... Uh, both of our faces <laughs> lit up. We're like, oh my God, look at this. <laughs> It is so an amazing. <laughs> it's an amazing space, and it's true what you say because most of these brands are Scandi brands, and the color palettes are just beautiful. They're yeah. like to die for. So I've already staked my claim on a couple of pieces. Yeah, I'm like well, that one. I'm going to rent that one. I'm going to get that one. So it's good. Looking forward to trying all the pieces. <laughs> you have to give them back though. No, I know it's fine. It's fine. One of my favorite brands is Batsheva, and it's a little brand from New York. Um, it's this woman called Batshiva Hay who was a lawyer mm-hmm. and she decided to have a complete change in career and wanted to pursue something she was passionate about. And she's founded this brand Batshiva that is based on historical fashion. Ooh. So it's really drawing on like um, Victorian colors and uh, wow. Midwestern dresses. I do. I'll I'll show yeah, them to you later. Um, and like a puff sleeve, but it's it's basically drawing on beautiful historical styles and making them relevant to the now, mm-hmm. which I think is really exciting because I think that's the way fashion is heading. It's um, it's more perennial. It's more seasonless. It's more about wearing, styling things differently. And digging into your granny's closet yeah. and yeah. finding pieces that are interesting and cool and pairing them with boots or an interesting bag. I think that's how definitely how we can all uh, engage in this new way of shopping and dressing. And fashion's cyclical. It, everything comes yeah. back round. I mean, there's stuff. I remember when I was growing up and I'd put something on and my sister or my mum would be like, I had that back in like the 80s or I had that in the 90s why are you wearing that yeah. <laughs> but it's because everything comes back around every trend that's out for this season I'm like we've seen this like five six years ago yeah so you may as well just buy stuff keep it yeah everything I've <laughs> ever sold 
few years later, or maybe even like 10 years later, I've regretted it. Yeah. Because I think I'll see something in the shop and I'll be like, oh, I had a skirt just like that in 2005. Why well, didn't, well, maybe not 2005, because I was wearing very different looks in 2005. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's really sad when I see that and I think, oh, I'm not going to want to buy that trend again because I've already done it. But if I kept it, I could be rocking it. Yeah. Sad. Call it a vintage piece. Yeah. Exactly. Um, on the trend side, so you used to work in trend forecasting. Do you think that ever-changing fashion trends are the biggest issue for consumers to contend with when it comes to changing their mindset about shopping? So I think both fa- the fashion industry and consumers have a part to play in this. The issue is that the fashion industries are going to con- co- continue producing fashion because yeah. it's all about um, making money and sales, <laughs> unfortunately. So I think the biggest piece of work to be done here is amongst ourselves, the consumers, and it's about having those conversations with your friends and um, engaging in different ways to shop and consume. And I think a big piece that still needs to be d- done with all of us is on education. So I think it's something like 50% of people in the UK don't even know that fashion is uh, the third most polluting industry on the planet. And we just we need to continue speaking about it and um, until people realise that the way they're shopping and the way fashion has become so disposable needs to change. And I think something that really struck me was when I was reading Lauren Bravo's book on how to break up with fast fashion was when she was talking about the people who were making the garments in the factories and how there's such a massive disconnect between people actually sitting down and constructing and crafting these these pieces of art that you end up wearing to seeing them on the shop floor. And um, I think we really do need to think about sit down and think about, you know, who made our clothing and if they're getting paid 50p a day to make that dress Mm -hmm. then there's probably something not very right with buying that yeah um so I think remembering that a piece of clothing is something that should last for 10 20 50 years is something I'd love love to get across and something I'm still still learning to engage with that's a good point actually because we're wearing so many vintage pieces nowadays, but in 30, 40, 50 years and more, will some of the fast fashion pieces that we're wearing now last that time? Like that's last a, that's the a really, test of time. That's a really interesting point because yeah. I was just sitting here as you were speaking, I was thinking to myself, think back to like our parents' generations and our grandparents more so, not so much our parents, but back in when they were kind of our age group, they had a few pieces and you think about things about people saying things like I had my Sunday best because you had a couple of good things that you wore or you made clothes for a night out. Yeah, my nan used to make everything. Yeah, and we've gone from that little and that little amount of clothing where you wear it a lot and you appreciate it to now there's no appreciation and it's that instant gratification for it then to be thrown to the back of your wardrobe and then you forget about something. Yeah. And it's just... There's no love. There's no. There's, there's just no appreciation for your for your items. I think, and that's something that really bothers me. Yeah, that's partly why it's I really wanted sad. to do this with you. <laughs> it's all of these kind of things that contributed to me 
wanting to do this podcast because I have an issue with how much we consume. Yeah. yeah. And it, it doesn't sit right with me. And it's made me completely begin to change my mindset as a consumer. Yeah. And as an influencer as well, I should say. Yeah. I think that there needs to be a shift from thoughtless consumerism to more thoughtful mm. and mindful. Um, I'm going to put that as a quote on our Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. Oh, um, I just wanted to mention also on this whole engagement and um, learning tools, one of my favorite apps uh, out there is called Good On You Apps. Yeah, we love that. We're I'm obsessed. I'm sure everyone knows about them, um, but... They just, they're the best app basically to help you figure out what, where you can go to buy sustainable goods. Mm. Um, and you can sort by brands, you can sort by um, product categories. Uh, I was looking for some really nice uh, new Polonex, but I didn't know where to go. Went on to Good On You app and they give you a great rating of what brands you should be having a look at. Yeah. Um, and Fashion Revolution are also a really good one yeah. to follow. Um, they're great at asking the question of who made your clothes yeah. Yeah. and um, just help just provoking a little bit more thought about fashion consumerism definitely the good on you app is actually quite interesting because you can look at like the mainstream yeah. retailers and some of them aren't actually doing that bad but it goes into detail of what they're doing well and what they're not and it's not just sustainability it's how ethical they are in terms yeah. of their workforce Carbon footprint, um, carbon water footprint. usage, um, chemicals used, animal, in, yeah, animal fibers. Or yeah, it's really interesting because we can then rate our everyday stores as well. Yeah, um, some of them aren't doing a very good job, <laughs> and it's quite worrying. Yeah. some of them are doing a good job, and we didn't realize. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to those guys. Yeah, um, I guess talking about fast fashion, and I think. I think I know why I used to purchase a lot more for like fast fashion when I was younger. I'd say affordability is a big thing. So I'm just wondering if you think that affordability is a key driver when it comes to your customers' rentals, or is that like that feeling of owning something for a short period of time? Uh, I think it's both. So what we're offering is access over ownership. So we are offering you guys access to really beautifully made, cool, interesting brands for a fraction of the price. Yes, what we're aiming for it to be is as affordable as, say, going into one of the high street brands um, and buying a dress for a wedding. You could rather rent a dress for the same price and know that it's got a little bit more of a story behind it. And also to know that that dress is going to be shared after you. So basically, we're just trying to extend the lifespan of garments. I think the the number of times a garment is worn in the UK is seven times, and but that's also including jeans, jerseys, that sort of thing. Oh, but that's crazy. But if we think about those like standout party pieces, I can guarantee you they're only being worn. I mean, this is from my own personal experience. Yeah. Only being worn once or twice and sitting in the back of your cupboard. I mean. That's what I was doing, which is... I was talking about this with someone the other day, and I don't know if that's a generational thing, because I feel like there's a little bit of an age... I'm not going to mention ages, but, like, (laughs) we're three different ages here. And um, my sister, for example, is 22, I want to say. 
Another shout out to you. Um, she gets one of our sisters gets shout out every episode. And her and her friends, they wear pieces. This isn't you know a dig, but they wear a piece on a night out, and then they'll I'll hear them say, "Oh, I can't wear that again because I've been photographed in it." Yeah, so yeah. it's already on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I can't wear it again. Whereas I wear my pieces over and over again. I have no shame in that. I don't. I don't yeah. think it's a bad thing. Like yeah. I, I got this jumper a couple of weeks ago, and I've worn it like five times. Um, I wear like the same jeans like every day. I I don't see it being a bad thing. If I go out, I wear the same thing, so I don't actually have very many going out clothes. But what I have is really nice. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm glad to wear it again because I really like yeah. it. But I don't know if that's my age and maybe because I've spent the money on this really nice piece of <clears throat> clothing that I really love and I'm, you know, I want to get the use out of it. Whereas, you know, my sister's a bit younger and I'm sure, you know, her dress would have been maybe from Pay Little Thing or Boohoo and a bit cheaper. So it's kind of like whatever. Yeah. Um, but do you think it's maybe a generational thing or an age thing? I do. Gen Z versus millennial. I do. And I think... Are it... you Gen Z or millennial? I'm millennial. Okay. But I, I think there is some sort of disparity there when it comes to generations. And I think that feel good factor as well. Mm. So when you buy something and it's... We were more likely to buy something and feel like, especially if I'm going to drop a couple of hundred pounds on something, I'm going to be like, I've got to love this and I've got yeah. to wear it forever. Yeah. Whereas my thing is, especially with like handbags, I see no problem in spending a stupid amount of money on handbags because to me, I use them. I don't yeah. have a lot of handbags and I will use them until the, the leather is falling off yeah. or whatever. I'm going to see my work bag right now. It's actually <laughs> falling apart. See, and like, but if I was going to do that, like I know that I can't spend a lot of money on shoes. I can't spend two, three hundred pounds on a pair of boots because my feet destroy things. Uh. <laughs> and I'm somebody who takes a lot of, like I take good care of my things. I get shoes resold, rehealed. I buff my shoes occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but you then, <laughs> actually, my boss is the one that did mine the other day for me. Oh, nice. <laughs> he sat down and polished my boots. <laughs> Wow. Sitting at my desk, I was like, the hierarchy is like rough. Thanks, hun. Um, but I do think when it comes to age groups, I see, especially working, I work in the city and I see all of these older people, they don't buy anything, they don't have a wide variety of clothes. And you hear some of these, especially the older men, saying things like, oh, well, why are they bringing in dress for your day or um, dress down Fridays? We should all be wearing our suits. And it's not because they want to be wearing a suit all the time. It's because they struggle to wear anything outside yeah. of that bracket because they don't have a lot. They've got maybe two or three dad outfits for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to diss anyone, but it's that kind of thing. And I think people, it's going back to what I was saying earlier, where you had less and you wore it until you really needed to replace it. Yeah. And we've kind of, I feel like the younger people are getting that that mindset has been flipped on itself. Spiral out of control a little bit. Definitely. And I I don't think it's too late to revert to that uh, mentality. I think, as you were mentioning, mentioning the cost per wear thing, I think you... It's more about changing how you're wearing what you're buying. Mm -hmm. So I would never want to say to someone, oh, you should only purchase of sustainable good at x amount Mm -hmm. because not everyone can afford that it's just that if a high street brand is what you can afford then just make sure that you're buying something that you're going to absolutely love and wear to death yes hopefully that's not within two wears because it falls (laughs) apart but um (laughs) you know what i mean like just whatever you buy love it yeah and then 
if you're looking for something a little bit more jazzy or interesting, that's where we're trying to step in and offer you something a little bit new, but you don't need to own it forever no. mm-hmm. and you can share it on. Love that. On the generational thing, age gaps, what's your age demographic? So it's actually very wide. Um, we're not really targeting a, a particular a particular age group yeah. or um, generation. It's more of a mindset yeah. that we're targeting. So our customer is very broad and wide, um, but basically it's someone that is is aware of the sustainability issue of mm-hmm. fashion cons- overconsumption. Um, they are interested in maybe discovering new brands or even even just trying something a little bit more outlandish than what they would usually purchase. So I like I like to think of our platform as um, a way to encourage uh, experimentation that people might not necessarily mm. go for when yeah. they if they if they're purchasing it. Um, so that is our. Uh, our consumer it's not a woman it's not a man we we are catering to anyone that wants to engage in the conversation um i love that yeah, I think yeah. It's lovely. <laughs> i'm just sitting here love like, it. Right. Um, exactly what what we kind of that's our whole yeah, as yeah. well so it's, it's for everyone yeah and i'm just i'm sitting here looking around this room at all of these beautiful yeah, pieces so beautiful. and i think back to like my mum would go to, like, with her line of work, she used to go to loads of balls and things like that mm. when I was younger. And she used to rent back yeah, in the day. Cool. She used to rent gowns and stuff. And I'm thinking about the journey of how far fashion's come, where there's a couple pieces in here that I would wear on a daily basis. Yeah. They're, they're, all right, they're yellow quite dress. loud. And, yes, <laughs> definitely the yellow dress. Making a statement, but they're still things that I would wear out or maybe to work or to lunch or something. So it's not yeah. just about renting something for a special occasion and limiting yourself, you can rent for every day. And it's just thinking about how the journey of how fashion yeah. rentals gone from maybe what, I don't want to say my age, but approximately 20 odd years ago. Approximately, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, approximately a long time ago. Um. But anyway, so <laughs> let's move on. Um, do you want to Well, just on the back of that, I mean, there's definitely room for rental on an everyday basis. Um, workwear is quite a big mm, uh, category for rental, and that is something we also want to move into. It's basically we just want to be there to offer something, offer some newness to you when you're getting a little bit bored of your wardrobe, yeah. and you don't want to commit. Um, yeah, no, it's <laughs> great because it's 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 a nice way of saying variety is the spice of life, but without yeah. adding to the issue of overconsumption. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> You can bring in the variety without Just buying things. Share it's that right. spice. Exactly. <laughs> share the spice. Share the spice. Share the spice. <laughs> Another quote from oh, sustainably no. influenced for you all. Sharing the spice <laughs> since 2020. <laughs> um, talk about sharing. So Bianca mentioned something the other day that you said when you first met. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? So um, dry cleaning is very bad for the environment. And um, she mentioned you do something called wet washing. Yes. And I was like, what is that? And she was like, Georgie will explain. (laughs) I was like, don't worry. She'll tell you everything. I mean, uh, aside from being a fashion company, we are also a logistics and a laundromat. Very glamorous. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, No, so wet washing is 
way more eco-friendly than dry cleaning. I'm not sure if you know, but dry cleaning uses very harsh chemicals to get your garment cleaned. Um, And wet washing is basically way more eco-friendly because it uses water as a solvent rather than a chemical. The machine also uses different detergents and different settings for different materials. Mm. So it tailors the amount of water and the amount of detergent for each garment and for each type of material, which means it's using less. Wet washing machine, the garment also doesn't sit in water. So it's just briefly washed and it's also more hygienic for you. The detergents we also use are drinkable. Not that I would recommend, but <laughs> that's how eco-friendly they are oh, for wow. you. So it's a whole, it's a, it's a, it's a machine similar to a washing machine, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, but I it's better. You. But it's that's better. Cool. <laughs> Do you so have it cool. here? No, oh, it's okay. not here. I would have loved to have seen it. Actually, yeah. <laughs> my inner geek could have been running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she she send us a picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. I would have loved to have seen that one. <laughs> Yeah, how old we are. <laughs> it's such a nice it's such a nice alternative because there aren't that many eco-friendly dry cleaners and the ones that no. are available are ridiculously expensive as well some of them. I'm like, but it's the same garment. Yeah. Why does it cost that much? Even more? normal dry cleaning is yeah. just expensive. And I want to find a way for me to take care of myself without spending those extra pennies. Because yeah. if you've made an investment in a piece, as much as you want to keep it forever and you want it to stay in good condition, yeah. you shouldn't have to spend £20 a time to no. dry clean a dress. And yeah. My local dry cleaners is really expensive. Yeah, <laughs> so. so it's mine. Also, I'm really bad at washing in general. My my boyfriend, Amelia, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. But he puts his stuff in the wash and I'll wash it and I shrink everything he owns. Same. And I just don't understand how I do it. And so many of his clothes, it might not be shrunk, I might have just ruined it in another way. And I'm just like, I, I just don't understand. So I actually have pieces of clothing that I have to give to my mum or my nan to make them wash it. Because I know, like this jumper, I haven't washed it yet. And I just know. Hand wash it. That's my way. No, I can't do it because I will do something to it. I don't know what I do, but everything I'm, gets ruined. I'm currently sitting here in a jumper that has been shrunk <laughs> and it doesn't reach my wrists <laughs> it's like halfway up my arm is shape. it cashmere yeah how, you don't understand I how know. many cashmere jumpers i've shrunk it's I know. so sad do it on a, i'm gonna do a lesson can you come people. to my house <laughs> yeah i i've got really good with our new washing machine where you do things on like a wool cycle you do it on 20 degrees and you do it on a 30 minute wash and you don't ruin your stuff okay and yeah. i use woolite if i can get that or um because i don't like i'm trying to divert my partner from using these horrible eco tab these like the liquid tab things i want to use something that's better i want to change but you need to get an eco egg i don't like them we i used to have one i love them by the way if you're listening no no when i sorry Sorry, guys no i used to use one years ago yeah when i lived at home still that's what my mom had and used all of these things but i never found that my clothes clean, came out as clean as I liked. And it's that... Yeah. For me, the clothes were clean. It was just that idea of... You know when something smells, like, nice? Yeah. And it smells yeah. like lavender and stuff. And it needs the softener. Oh, I never used the softener. So we use fabric softener, but you can also... Because we had it left and I didn't want to throw it away. 
so you can use fabric softener as well as your eco egg but also if you want to be um you know more green and that's what we're going to do once we finish our fabric softener um you can use um like essential oils and things and you can just pop like lavender oh. in or whichever you want to smell your clothes to smell like you can just pop it all in about, all about sharing the i can't knowledge. remember oh. someone kept slid into my dms i think it was noelle um told me yeah noelle i think it was you um she told me about it and oh, that's the thing you can do so you're very green because you're using the eco egg and then just like natural smells oh see <laughs> i might give that a go now because that was my i issue. haven't tried it yet though i but... wasn't i'd never liked it or the beads she had yeah the, yeah the bag of bead things yeah so it's like a yeah. plastic and thing. I used to use it for years and I, I loved it because my stuff was, my clothes were protected there and I get allergies to different detergents. So I used to use it, but I just didn't like that. I didn't know there we that go. I could add oils. Could Look at that. How many so things good. are you learning today, guys? <laughs> get yourself an eco egg and a wet washer. <laughs> um, so delivery and transport methods, because like you said, you are a logistics company as well. You've got that side of the business. Um, delivery and transport methods are really really big issues when you think about it and the emissions are such a big contributor to pollution and companies are looking for ways to be more mindful and offset the carbon footprint how do you guys manage that I guess and how do you manage your delivery methods and keep them ethical so the carbon footprint of fashion rental is one of its biggest criticisms Mm. and from the start this is something that we wanted to uh find a solution to so our delivery partner is dpd hey dpd love you (laughs) um i love them they're such a cool company and what i didn't know before we started partnering with them was that they are completely carbon neutral which is great which you taught me and i yeah (laughs) bianca taught me yeah so they have electric vehicles which is fantastic um and then we also offer so that's for our long-term deliveries or next-day deliveries. But we also offer same-day delivery because we want to offer you guys great service. And within London, we use a delivery service that um, either either uses electric scooters or bicycles within London. So that way we can neutralise all of that carbon. And all of the emissions is good. All of the emissions. I, yeah, I really wanted to ask that question because I think that, that as you said, it's the biggest criticism. Yeah. So I think it's a really nice way for you guys to... Okay, yeah. Well done. Well done. <laughs> you everything. And, so good. and the fact um, that you've tackled it from the start of the business is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, being sustainable from the get-go has been really important to everything we do. Um, and... Something else that we've also done is our packaging is biodegradable. Mm. Um, It's made out of cornstarch. And our um, tissue paper is recycled and recyclable. So we're trying to literally leave no waste. Because I read something earlier that it's like, when you throw something away, where is away? Like, what is away? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's going somewhere. So as long as that away is disintegrating, then that's that's great. So that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. I'm I'm feeling very I'm feeling very encouraged. Yeah, we, we love episodes like this because we get really excited. Um okay, so that's the end of our questions. Now, we have asked a lot of our guests to set us a challenge. Um I don't know if you've come prepared with one or you want to think of one on the spot, but what would you like to challenge us this week? It could be to do this week or to do, you know, in general. So I've thought about this challenge 
and it would be to wear a new piece from your wardrobe for a week that you haven't looked at in a year, if that's possible. Yeah, I can do can that. Can you guys do that? Yeah, I have a bag at the bottom of my wardrobe of things that are like... I might sell, I might put away, I might send to my mum, so I'll go through that. Okay. Yeah, I definitely have stuff. I definitely. There's there's a pair of trousers that from when I used to have my business that I've got, and I wanted to wear them this week, and I was thinking to myself, I'll wait and break those out when it gets a little bit warmer, because they're quite wide-legged, and mm-hmm. I might freeze. I have to wear tights under them. Put some tights under <laughs> Tights under them. Boots. And so, yeah, I'm going to break okay. those bad boys well, I need out. to go through my bag. Talent That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the styling. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to, I'm just thinking to myself, there's so many pieces that I've got. And I mean, I've given your sister so much to sell. <laughs> Second shout out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking if there's anything le- maybe left in that box, I could go through it and yeah. see. Yeah, go to my house. Yeah, go and I'll pick be there up- on Sunday if you want to come around for lunch. <laughs> go and pick up some things and see if I can restyle and re-fall in love with pieces that I didn't, I kind of fell out of love with. I mean, for me, it's also a size issue because, yeah, your girl's not, not the size eight that she <laughs> We go to. up and we go down. <laughs> that's, how we, that's how we are. Exactly. Um, but yeah, this was absolutely amazing. Thank it's you been- so much it's been a really great chat and just i'm so happy that we've managed to get this done thank Thank you you so much for coming in it was really nice to meet you and great to see you again i'm really excited to see what you guys do with the challenge yeah. I think I'm going to do this too. Yeah, do let's, it. Let's give it a go. Cool. And we'll post it on our... We'll either do an IGTV or post it on our stories. Yeah, okay, definitely. cool. Be a team effort. Definitely. Yeah, go team. <laughs> Perfect. If we wanted to find you on social, what's your handle? Where are you at? My personal handle is at Georgie Hyatt. And obviously my baby in business's <laughs> handle, which is more important, nah. is um, at retaro.uk. Perfect. Okay, fantastic. Amazing. And you know where to find us at Sustainably Influenced. Yep, and that's it from us. Yeah. Again, peace out. (laughs) That was a better ending that time. (laughs) Until I ruined it. I just like to say peace out every time. I want that to be our thing. Share the spice. Share the spice. Share the spice.